What's up, everybody? Welcome to an episode of Guardians. I'm your host, Justin Latta, and we'll get right to it today. we got a guest joining us this week. It is none other than Guardians pitching prospect, Will Dion. Will, thanks for joining us this week. Absolutely. It's actually exciting to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Uh, you're coming off a really good year in 2023, and, you know, 2024, you're going to be awfully close to the big leagues. You should start in Columbus, possibly, or if you're in Akron, you might be in Columbus pretty soon. So uh, things are looking good for you, you know, making your major league debut, whether it's this year or next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's hit me as like, as like an eye opening. I think once the season kicks off, I think it'll hit me as like, oh my, oh man, it's like I'm right there, just like <laughs> this is like Gavin. So it's gonna I be know, a. Good yeah, you weren't drafted that long ago. A couple of the guys you were drafted with are already in the major leagues. It does. Mm-hmm. Kind of come at you very quick. Before we get into baseball stuff, what are you doing this offseason? What have you uh, been doing that's fun, maybe non-baseball related, how you're trying to unwind and relax your mind and your body a little bit? Yeah, I uh, ended up getting married this offseason. Oh, congrats. Yeah. Me and my wife went to uh, Antigua in the Caribbean for the honeymoon. That was very relaxing. Didn't have to think about baseball or anything like that. And then uh, we also went duck hunting. So uh spent a lot of time doing that, playing video games, just trying to stay away from baseball while I'm at home. It was really nice. That's good. How's the married? I got married back in June of last year. So how's the married life treating you so far? It's 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 different, but like at the same at the same time, it's like almost similar to dating. You're just like living with someone now and which is Weird for her, but I mean, when I have a roommate every every day of the year, it's kind of the same for me. But for her, it's a lot different. So we're well, still married, so so things are going yeah. good. At least yeah. you're still married. <laughs> That's how I always tell people when they ask how you're doing. I'm like, well, we're still married, so I guess I'm doing yeah. okay. <laughs> That's right. I remember you telling me a couple of years ago in Lynchburg, like that was your your kind of thing away from baseball was was video games. What kind of video games are you playing these days? I've been uh, I've been playing the new Call of Duty. Um, a lot. I actually just bought a new uh, gaming laptop, so I've been on that a lot, and I've been super stoked about it. I've been getting into more... Uh, I just bought a bow, so I've been more into bow hunting lately, so I'm trying to get that right. That's a lot of fun. A lot of stuff you can do to get away from baseball and not worry about that kind of thing. Who do you go yeah. duck hunting with? Family, or do you have uh, any, any, any teammates who are also into uh, bow and duck hunting? Yeah, I uh, I went with family this season, and then uh, me and Ghost and uh, Doug Nikhazy and a couple other guys, we uh, we actually just got off of coyote hunting, but we'll wow. probably probably be going this uh, these couple weeks uh, leading up to spring training, so that'll be fun. You fit a lot in the soft season. That's cool. <laughs> Um, have you, are you throwing? Have you not been throwing? I mean, I don't know what, what is, uh, the off season like for a minor league baseball player these days? Cause you know, many years ago it would have been, you don't do anything baseball related in the off season. You show up to spring training and that's your, how you get your arm into shape. But now everybody's got a throwing program and mm-hmm. you know, you're working on stuff. So what, what kind of program or where are you at in your off season progression as far as baseball is concerned? So I did a driveline, uh, throwing program this off season. So it's kind of different for me and uh, the way they went about things. I did a mocap um, back in October. So I went and did that, and they like created a throwing program for me that worked best for me. 
and then like my past injuries. So they, they kind of worked around that, but it, it was mainly a uh, velo phase. So like pull downs, uh, like weighted ball velos, all that stuff early in the off season. Now it's getting more into uh, bullpens, like long tossing and kind of transitioning into uh, more of pitching instead of just trying to throw hard. Did you go out and seek seek them out at driveline, or did, did Cleveland kind of hook you up with them? How did that come about? So I went, I went, and, uh, contacted them, and my agency went and contacted them, and uh, got in touch with this guy uh, named Toby, and I mean he's been unreal. He's helped me through this whole thing. It's been crazy. What was it like out there? So you went out to their Seattle or their um, facility out in what was it, Washington? Is it Seattle? Is it Kent? I went to uh, Arizona in uh, Scottsdale, and it was super nice. They hooked up a, a – I got warmed up. They hooked a bunch of, like, dots. Like, they put, like, a it's a strip down in your underwear. It's really weird. But, like, <laughs> you had to put a bunch of dots all over you, and you're throwing a bullpen, and uh, they get, like, motion capture, and they see, like, what, you, uh, what you're really good in, what you're really bad in, and, like, what can we improve. So all that they gave me. And uh, it was extremely helpful what they gave me. I'm very curious to see what that looks like because I was going to ask you. I don't know what you got to improve on because your numbers were pretty good last year. I mean, the last two months of the year, I don't think you gave up more than one run. You were pitching. I mean, and for a lot of guys in Double A, you know, your first time in Double A, you might have worn down. Guys might have gotten used to you, um, but you were getting better as the season went along. So what? What are? I mean, I, I mean, I guess velocity is something you're talking about, but what exactly? Yeah looking to improve on specifically so uh as as like probably everybody realized that i ended up changing the wind up a little bit and uh so that was one of the main reasons was i wanted to be able to get used to the new wind up and like what what in the new wind up can help me get that extra like tick or two to help me succeed at like the next level and the upper levels and uh so that was mainly what it was, but it was main. It was also just uh, like, how can my pitches be better in the new windup since I was so used to throwing with that extra hitch and pause. So just getting used to that was extremely weird this off season. I didn't, <laughs> it was a, it was a struggle. Yeah, I was I was really surprised since you mentioned the windup. I was surprised. I was watching the game and all of a sudden you were out there and you weren't throwing like Clayton Kershaw anymore. Like that's what everybody kind of knew you as the Kershaw guy. And I know you told me, you know, a couple of years ago in Lynchburg that that wasn't ever a thing you were actually going to do in, in games. It was more of a, of a thing to help you with your commands. So maybe you want to tell that story a little bit again. And also, so I'm guessing you changed your delivery a little bit to, to try to help your pitches a little better and maybe find a little bit extra velocity is what you're saying. Yeah. So like the whole point of the, uh, the pause it was um it was designed to help my control and like designed to slow me down because i was like super fast down the mound couldn't really get my arm timed up and i was like wild couldn't really get the feel for the strike zone so my pitching coach jared gotro he like did the pause slowed me down and it just stuck with me and i felt really good with it and i didn't want to like touch it leave it alone like i just left it because i liked it and then uh this past season, I had success with it, and then, uh, but then I started getting this nagging knee pain. And about, uh, I want to say about mid-May, 
and I like got to a point where I couldn't really walk up the mound. I was I was in I was in pain and uh I got to like August and I was still fighting it through the whole season. But I what I didn't wasn't trying to miss a start or anything because of the because of the knee pain. But uh ended up uh talking to the pitching group and they were like, Look, like what do we need to do? And I was like uh, I think I need to change it. I mean, this is my knee's been bugging me, but I don't want to get rid of it, but also like can't keep doing this like every pitch for a hundred pitches. So it's like uh, my knee is just not going to hold up. And uh tried it in a bullpen, liked it, tried different windups, like the one I stuck with. And uh the first time I threw it in the game, I was like, all right, we're about to see if this works. Cause the previous time this, I faced this team, they, they, destroyed me they hammered me they i mean they hit nukes doubles everything off me i think i gave up like five and three and then i ended up giving another the sunday start i ended up giving like four and three and a third or something like that so i mean that team had my number and i faced them again with this new windup and it was like a whole different game and i felt i felt like really comfortable so it kind of lifted my spirit up a little bit and I ended up pitching without pain, so ended up sticking with it. That's good. I mean, I, I was looking at your numbers, and just it would have been hard to point out like any, like watching you pitch through pain or, or like seeing something that really popped out, like that may have suggested you were hurting or something wasn't going right. Like I see you had a like a tough game in the middle of June against Portland, and then there was like a start against. That was really it. You gave up what four runs against Erie at back to back starts against Erie, which is always tough. But those were only. Nope. Yeah, that was two. four runs. But yeah, really hard to pinpoint where that would have been. I mean, you that yeah. makes your season a little more impressive, to be honest, because your numbers, I was gonna ask you how you were so remarkably consistent last year, because I feel like first time in double A, and you know, obviously you're you guy who, who wasn't lining up the radar gun and um at your size, like you would think that maybe it'd be harder to find consistency, but you have been remarkably consistent. So I was gonna ask you how how you have been able to find that level. So was part of that changing your delivery or what else in your routine has helped that you've been able to be consistent in your output? I mean, I wouldn't say it was like mainly like just changing the delivery. Like it made my pitches better, uh, changing it for sure. But uh, I think me finally understanding of like, like the hitter tendencies and like what their approach is against me throughout, like during the game and like just talking to the other pitchers and then, gold goldberg the pitching coach at akron like he helped me a ton with like i remember like there was a week stretch where i stood next to him the whole game every every day of the week that i was that i didn't pitch and uh we would go over like each hitter and try to guess like what they're sitting and like how they're what their approach is and like what what does it look like if they change and like we discussed that with like Doug. Me and Doug discussed it a lot. Me and Tommy, but uh, it's also like learning different hitters and like what happens if one changes. Then you got to change your plan. So it's like understanding that too. Like helped me uh, in the long run of the season to uh, like pick up those to be able to stay going into the fifth and sixth innings. Your draft class, I, I'm just amazed by how, how much you guys like to talk pitching and how 
smart all you guys are about it. Cause I remember at Lake County, you know, whether it was you or, or uh, Tanner or Doug or whoever, just talking about talking, pitching you guys are always talking, pitching and bouncing stuff off of each other. Or We're, being, uh, I'm just amazed at how much you guys have that, that group just have that, that, uh, that level of uh, conversation and that drive to talk pitching and how smart you guys are. I'm, I'm always impressed by that. What, what yeah. drives that? How do it's actually kind of crazy because I've never been around a group of guys that likes like likes like studying pitching and like looking at other pitchers like as much as I do until I got here and like every team I've been on, it's like we're constantly talking about pitching and like making it fun. Like it's not like boring conversations. I'm like, oh gosh, like we gotta talk pitching. But no, it's like actually fun because like you actually see things that somebody else may not see or like vice versa. So, I mean, and I mean, we'll talk about it even in our apartments, just pitching. I mean, it's so fun. And especially when you're around a bunch of guys that like it as well, it makes it even more fun. So. Now you guys have really embraced that culture that Cleveland has had for a couple, you know, a decade now, almost of, of this pitching and development group that, you know, turns out a lot of good pitchers at the major league level. You guys just, your class especially has seemed to jump into that culture and, and embody it a lot in your conversations. Um, you mentioned Brad Goldberg, new new bullpen coach. What, what do you got to say about uh, Brad being the new bullpen coach for the uh, major league team? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody deserves it as much as him. I mean, he knows, not only does he like know the game extremely well from like back to front, but like just the way he like, has a relationship with the players and it's it's he's so easy to have a relationship with that it makes it like going to the field like even better it's just like so easy to talk to him like you you can go up to him talk about pitching and like he'll help you through it even though like you may be struggling or you may be like dominating like he'll help you and what you're struggling in so that's what's really nice with uh, brad Blew my mind. He's only been in this organization for, I think, three years now. So that the fact mm-hmm. that he has gone from, you know, a guy who was kind of helping out in Arizona and just getting to know the organization. He was your guys' pitching coach last year in Akron, and now he's on the major league staff. That Things move quick around here, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> quick. <laughs> uh, so you're talking about, you know, going to driveline this offseason, working on, you know, looking at your mechanics and trying to do that the best, and there's velocity involved. And I was talking about pitching and prospects to another, another podcast last week. And I said, um, and I know you guys don't give a crap about prospect lists and other stuff like that, nor should you. But um, I feel like you get overlooked quite a bit because if you stripped out like all the stuff that people would, would normally know about you and they just looked at your numbers throughout the minors so far, you know, you would look like one of the better pitching prospects in baseball based on your your performance. And I feel like, you know, all of us, me, myself included, led velocity kind of biased that a little bit. But, I mean, mm-hmm. do you feel like, you know, you go a little bit underappreciated sometimes? Like, you've got a lot of talented players in this organization that are pitching next to you. But when you stack up your resumes against the rest of these guys, your numbers are just as good as everybody else. And I feel like if if uh, people just looked at that alone, they would probably put you right next to those guys as well. Yeah, I uh, I kind of quit worrying about that. And back in like, which is fair, you should. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like my mom, she like hammered it into me. It was like, hey, like don't care what, don't don't care what they think. Like just don't worry about it. And I was like, 
and it would bug me it would it would bug me like at most times but now it's just like i don't even worry about it as much i just want to go out there each and every start i don't want to miss a start and i want to get my innings like and i want to be able to help us win like i don't want to just go out there and if i give up one run in like six innings and we lose one nothing am i happy like absolutely not like i want to win just as much like even if i was in rookie ball i mean i'd be fighting to win like i don't want to i don't want to lose as much as the next guy so i mean just as long as i can make every single start and stay on the field for my team like that's all that matters i could honestly quit caring about all like the other stuff if i have to i'll pitch like a old school pitcher just straight command <laughs> like i'm not a flamethrower yeah i mean you're I, like i said your numbers speak for themselves they, they've been pretty good so all that stuff should take care of itself and, and you're pitching well and you know you're feeling good obviously you're hoping the knee the knee pain has been, been gone away and all that but um as a guy who doesn't light up the radar gun though like do you have to pitch a little bit differently like, like i think that is what makes you you know we'll we'll see what happens how you feel with the driveline stuff but I enjoy, I, I don't remember Josh Tomlin at all when he pitched for Cleveland, like also a guy who, you know, maybe threw 91, 92, 93, but went out there and gave up, gave the team solid starts for years, was one of the most mm-hmm. reliable pitchers, most respected pitchers. And personally, myself, I enjoyed watching him pitch. That's why I enjoy watching you pitch because you're not out there just trying to gas guys with, with a fastball. You've got, you know, four good pitches. You've got command. Um, what kind of approach do you take on the mound, though, with knowing that maybe in the back of your head, like, maybe you have a smaller margin for error than, you know, a Gavin Williams who might be able to get away with throwing a fastball down the middle just in case he misses a spot. Yeah. No, it's, that's, that's probably what makes it fun for me. That's why. Cause I gotta be like almost perfect with like every single pitch. And if I make a mistake, I end up like paying the price probably quicker than somebody else would. So like just the, the fact that I have to be probably more perfect, perfect than, uh, say like next guy is it, it's what makes it fun and like drives me every day because there's nothing better than being more perfect than the other guy at the on the plate so makes it more fun for you not not more pressure no i actually yeah i, I have a blast with it because there's sometimes where you can you, you fool people and you fool like some really good hitters and but there is sometimes where they they get you and they don't make a mistake, and those are the ones that you pay the price for. Yeah, what have you learned the most about double-A hitters as you've moved up three levels now since you've started? What's they the biggest hit. difference you're seeing? <laughs> they can hit a fastball real quick. <laughs> and, uh, like, I mean, I had guys – I mean, I could, I could miss a bat with ride and approach angle and, like, deception – but I mean, when they're sitting fastball, they can hit the fastball. Or if like if it's a fastball count, they're not going to miss the fastball. So just that, and uh, like actually being able to like command all four pitches, like made me and probably made other hitters too like respect the uh, the all speed pitches that I can throw it whenever I want. So just like that part of it. You've definitely gotten some ugly swings. I've seen. I don't, I don't know if you've ended up on pitching ninja yet, but there's probably some some pitches I've seen on MLB TV that you got some pretty ugly swings. Whether it was the 
the curveball, the changeup, the slider. Where do you where do you think your sec- best secondary is at this point? Is it? I know you talked a couple of years ago about trying to get away from throwing the curveball too much. Yeah, they uh, they ended up telling me the opposite that I should throw it way more. <laughs> and uh, but I've been I've been liking this uh, split change a lot. That's kind of it's almost well. I guess you could say like my trio is like my fastball curveball changeup because they all come out the same tunnel, and just those three pitches like are collectively my probably my go tos. Have you always done a split change? Is that kind of new? Uh, I started it in Lynchburg. Okay, but it's so got it's a always little, been. It's gotten better for sure. So what what are you thinking about the upcoming season? Are you, you know, you talked when you first came on, you're talking about how you don't realize like how close you are to being at the big league level, but just what are you what are you trying to do coming into 2024, knowing that you know no one's rooting for anybody to get hurt, but you saw how quickly things happened last year with like a couple guys in the pitching staff got hurt, and you saw a couple of teammates you were drafted with move to the majors pretty quickly. So, you know, what's your mindset going into the season? Just trying to, you know, know that you might be you know, a couple calls away and you might be starting a triple A. Like you are right on that, that footprint right up to the major leagues. Yeah. Right now I'm just, I'm just trying to going to show up every single day and uh, do my job, not do too much or do too little. And uh, I'm going to show up, throw a baseball every day, work out almost every day, get my, my treatment in every day, just like the next guy. But uh, I don't know. I think, um, I think, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's, it's not in my hands. I can't, I don't have any control over it. So I just got to show up, do my job. And then I'll leave it up to them. Um, I'll, one, one more quick thing on, on some of the numbers from last year. I think, you know, people might look at, like we talked about fastball velocity a lot here, but, um, guys who don't throw particularly as hard might be more prone to giving up home runs. You give up, I think six last year. Yeah, seven total. How do you how do you keep the guys in the ballpark when maybe you're not a guy who lights up the radar gun? Like that's, I feel like that's pretty impressive to me because you were talking about a couple starts you made where guys were hitting rockets off you and you maybe you weren't feeling your best and guys are who are sitting on a fastball can hit it, but you know the ball didn't go over the fence a lot last year when you were on the mound. So that's that's pretty impressive that you're able to keep them in the ballpark at least. Yeah, I don't, I don't particularly know. I have yet to figure that, out. but uh. <laughs> Um, I'll let you know though, if I figure that one out on why, cause I have yet to know some of the, some of the hits I think should be out and some of the home runs I don't think should be home runs, but it's, it's a weird game. And I, I'll let you know though, whenever I figure it out, cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Akron's got obviously a pretty big ballpark, so that might help a little bit. And I guess we'll see what happens when you get to Columbus. Just so you know, Columbus is a little a less forgiving. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a launching pad for for a lot of hitters. So I don't know. You might find out the other way real quick. But I am curious to see what happens there for you because I mean, it like I said, your numbers speak for themselves. And I think people who who look at all the other stuff surrounding that and ignore just your your resume, I think it speaks for itself. And uh, it puts you on the list of guys who you know should be making their major league debut. Like I said, either this year, depending on what happens next year but you're you're awfully close and that's exciting and i i've enjoyed watching you pitch these last couple of years just because of Appreciate how you go it. about it yeah 
been a lot of fun. Uh, real quick before I let you go and get back to the married life and hunting and, and video games and all that, I wanted to ask you some uh, some fun stuff. What what did you guys like doing around Akron last year when you got there? Oh man, uh, I think most of I think most of everybody went to uh, Diamond Deli on the off days. I think that's the that's the like. There's no question about it. That one was. Uh, if I go back there, that's exactly that's probably the first place I'm going. So, I I went to college at Akron, and I was I was telling my wife I was going to do this interview today with you, and I was like, guaranteed. I asked him favorite place to eat in Akron. He's going to say Diamond Deli. You guys all love Diamond Deli. It's the best. I mean, it's just <laughs> just convenient, and it's right there, and it's fast, and it's really good. So even better. What about? I mean, are you just playing video games in your off on your off time when you're? At the affiliate, yeah. you guys are living wherever. It's just video games or baseball, basically, or working out. Yeah, pretty much. Most guys go golfing. I try to golf, but I think I, I don't know. A lot of guys, like I'm a hothead on the golf course, so I try to stay away from that as possible because I already get too mad on the baseball field. So I'd rather not stay. That makes sense. There's there's a <laughs> lot of guys who are good golfers, so it's tough, man. When you you go out there and you're maybe you're golfing yeah. against somebody who's really good. You get mad that you're not as good as that person because exactly. you, just... you guys are all athletes. You expect that of yourself. <laughs> so, who who do you guys who do you enjoy playing video games with the most? Whether it's Call of Duty or whatever, who's who's the best teammate? Best like teammate on the video game? Yeah, like who's your who's huh. your group that you can count on? Probably um, Jake Miller, Davis Sharp. And this one's going to be a two-parter, this this last one. It's either going to be Ethan Hankins or Hunter Stanley. Hankins is really fun because he gets extremely mad, and it's awesome. <laughs> I highly encourage it every single time we play. I'll tease him. I'll, like, I'll like instigate it at times. So We need to get you guys, like, on a stream channel. Like, uh, no. do you guys do any streaming? No. <laughs> Wouldn't look good. I mean, I I streamed before, but uh, I may get back into it. But if I stream, it's not going to be with any of them. <laughs> what if What if you were like in a? I know you know, they was, I don't really play Call of Duty. I usually do. I'm a Halo guy. I, that's just years ago. I used to play Halo, and I still have it. But I know they still do zombies in Halo. Is that still a thing? Zombies or uh, Call of Duty? I mean, sorry, Call of Duty. Oh yeah, yeah zombies are they? Uh, they just came out with one. I don't. I don't know if it's as good as um, the previous, but I heard it's like all right. But I haven't, I have yet to try it. But yes, they still have it. And it's, so, if you were doing like it was like a real life zombie apocalypse, is that the same group you would want to? No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Who would that be? <laughs> that one. That one would be. Um, it would be Anthony Ghost, hundred percent. And I'd probably take Joe Donovan. And who would be my fourth? I think I I think I'll uh I'll have to take David Fry, Louisiana boy. I gotta go I gotta go to the south. That's fair. He's a big dude. Yeah. I gotta stay down there. (laughs) I feel like I feel like Ghost is pretty muscular. He seems pretty intense, so that makes a lot of sense. He can he can take care of everything, all the heavy lifting and everything. So I'm sure I'm he sure. Lifted, so he can do all that stuff. 
Are you, uh, what you got, what do you got for your warm up music this year? You got, you are identifying a song for the mound or are you still working on that? No, it's, uh, I think I'm gonna stick to the same one. Live your life by T.I. and Rihanna. Okay. That's a good one. I feel, I feel good about that because I've asked some guys in the past, like Will Brandon and Logan Allen, and they told me their, their warm up music. And I'm like, I'm so old. I don't, like, I'm only 35, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know those songs, man. So I'm glad you stuck with something I knew. So now I feel, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, so. I go, all my walk-up songs have been either Rihanna or Kesha or Baby. So, all those. Okay. I respect that. Who, who, on you, who, which of your teammates has the worst taste in music then? If you like all that stuff, who do you think has the worst taste in music? It depends. I think Rodney Boone probably has, like, one of the worst ones I've ever seen. But Tommy listens to, uh, reggae to work out sometimes tommy mace and it's it drives me insane when i walk into the weight room <laughs> i cannot do it like not just we're not talking just bob marley we're talking like probably deeper cuts than bob marley way yeah way down there and i'm just i'll walk in and i'll go to his phone and i'll pause it and i'd rather I'll be like you could change it or we ain't listening to anything so uh, he's not controlling the the music after you guys win a game in the clubhouse. Then he does. He does. <laughs> oh no! It's times where somebody <laughs> went to him and told him to change it. But hey, sometimes he actually does play really good music. But when he turns on that other stuff, I'm just, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I would be too. I don't. I don't know if I could necessarily do the reggae. I can listen to just about anything. But reggae might be a little bit. Uh... At least for just for a workout, that seems very, a very unique thing for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely, a, it's definitely a different type of workout music. I would say so. All right, man. Well, uh, let you get back to your off season. Enjoy the married life. Uh, do I don't know much about hunting, but do good in hunting. Have fun out there. Stay safe. And uh, sounds good. Well, when you, you get out to Arizona, I'm here right now. Oh, you're out in Arizona right now. Okay. Yeah, man, you guys are putting in the o- overtime already. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Enjoying the, the nice rain, I guess you could say, for these next two days. Oh, rain. Well, you can come to Cleveland if you'd like. We just uh, got best. about eight inches of snow over the weekend. Yeah, I'm sure you don't miss that. I do not want any part of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you start in Columbus, things are a little bit warmer. It's not as bad yeah. as, as Akron. I don't know. Akron's pretty cold in, in April. Yeah, and Lake County, as you know, is pretty cold in April. But uh, Columbus is a little better. So That would be nice. Yeah, we'll see what we can do about getting you, getting you started in Columbus. I think you're I think you're ready for it. I appreciate it. All right, man. Take it easy, and then uh, we'll enjoy watching you pitch this year. Appreciate it. You as well. All right. Take it easy.